Hello, this is Angela Schaefers, the producer and host of Your Story Matters. Today we have a special guest with us, Mal Duane, who is a coach, author, and speaker, and will be launching her newest book, Alpha Chick, Five Steps Moving from Pain to Power. Mal, welcome to the show. Thank you, Angela, and I'm honored to be with you today and with your listeners. Thanks so much. I'm excited that you're going to share some of your story and talk some about the book. And I'm also very excited that you've generously donated a copy of the book so one of our listeners can win their own copy. And that would be a great gift for someone. But before we talk about the book, let's go back a little bit because, of course, you have a very compelling story of having overcome some difficulties and challenges in your life. And that's what we want to share with the listeners as far as what you've gone through to get to the point that you're at now and what are some of the key things you learned on this journey that really helped you to realize what your purpose is. I started using alcohol when I was in my teens to feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. I was I was six feet tall. I weighed about 100 pounds. So I was the subject of a lot of bullying. I know exactly how that feels. Mm. And unfortunately, that alcohol got its hooks into my tender flesh at a very early age, mm-hmm. and I kept using it to feel good about myself, to be comfortable. Um, then I ended up getting brokenhearted at a very young age. I had no idea how to process that disappointment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just compounded my lack of self-esteem, right. more failed relationships, more drinking, a divorce, very abusive divorce and finally I just got to a point as a woman that I felt I had nothing to live for mm-hmm. I was in such a dark hole mm-hmm. and this went on I'm sorry to say for about 25 years oh my that's a long time yes it is mm-hmm. a lot of suffering mm-hmm. a lot of mistakes a lot of self-loathing mm-hmm. And when I got to that lowest moment where I was flipping a coin, basically, in my mind, did I want to live? Did I want to die? That's where I was, walking a very fine line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I heard a voice that I have never heard before, crystal clear in my head, that told me I was going to survive. I was going to have a wonderful life, but I had work to do. I had lessons to learn, and once I mastered those lessons, I would need to go and teach others Mm -hmm. what I had learned. Mm -hmm. Very powerful. Before you go on, let me ask you then, because this is something that a lot of us go through, and some, depending on the circumstances, it could be worse than others. Would you say that those 25 years was just a vicious cycle? There was no end in sight. There was no way out. It just kind of kept going round and round for you. I was like a dog chasing my own tail. Mm. I could not figure a way out. Mm -hmm. There was a way out. There were other choices that I could have made, Mm -hmm. but I did not see those. Right. I was so caught up in my suffering Mm -hmm. that that was my identity. That's all I knew. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything else. But people that looked at me from the outside thought I was probably okay. Mm -hmm. I I hid it very well. Right. But but towards the end, it really was quite obvious, I Mm -hmm. think. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a key point to bring up for our listeners is about the hiding part. I know, especially as women, we're taught to be strong and 
to keep it all together and take care of everything and everyone but ourselves first. And hiding things is really a very key aspect in not being able to heal and not being able to move forward. And so I'm glad you mentioned that. And I'm sure there was a lot of shame that was connected to your feeling of needing to hide it. Oh, huge. I I, I mean, the self-loathing became so out of control that that's what really was driving me to believe that I just had nothing more to live for until I had that epiphany. It was truly a spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. So what are some of the key things, because I know as being a counselor and having healed from so many of my own issues, there's so many things we could talk about and so many ways to deal with healing and overcoming things that have affected us for years and years. But what are some of the key things you've learned from that point on or implemented in your life? And perhaps those are some of the things you talk about in the book. Well, I think the first thing we need to recognize if our life is unmanageable. And I always say to women, if the tail is wagging the dog, Mm. it's time. (laughs) Right, right. It's time to take a look at what's going on mm-hmm. because that's that's the sign. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thank the love of God. I, I mean, I knew I was at that point, but I didn't understand that I could choose what I wanted to do about it. Right. And so the second thing I want women to understand is that what is happening in their life, their pain, their suffering is not who they are. Mm-hmm. It's their story. It's their history, but it's not their identity. That's right. That's right. Mm. And we make it our identity. Right. We make all our bad stuff, all our history, any mistakes we've made, we carry it around like old luggage Mm -hmm. and we make it our identity. It is not. We are divine beings. We Mm -hmm. were created and put on this earth to live with joy and appreciation. We were not put here to suffer. That's our true identity. Mm, powerful love that love that and then once you recognize that all of this stuff is not who you are you have to kind of work through it and the best way to work through your history is to accept it Mm -hmm. i lived with such resistance to everything that had happened that that's why i was constantly in pain Mm-hmm. If we can look at these things and say, yep, did them, it happened, it was five years ago, it was six months ago, but it's done, I can't wipe the slate clean, you can't rewrite the script, right, right. and you can't do anything more about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So accept the fact it happened. When you accept it, you're not saying it's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. You're just saying, yep, it happened. That's right. Now, when you do that, you start to empower your process of thinking about these events. And all of a sudden, your attitude changes and you become stronger. You start to look at these things as lessons. Mm -hmm. You start to see that they can teach you something. And that was a key for me. Mm -hmm. I learned from my pain how to transform my life. Mm, very powerful, very key. And once you accept these things and you release them, now you start to set new intentions for, well, what do I want to do with my life? Mm-hmm. You've looked at all the old stuff, you've identified what your bad behaviors are, and now you're saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, what would I love to have going on in my life right now? Mm-hmm. 
what would make a big change for me if I could do something? You set an intention, and the reason why I love intention is because it has soul behind it. A goal is like a written wish to me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have as much power. But when you set intentions, I and I intend to stop eating as much food at lunch and dinner as I've been doing. Mm-hmm. I intend to lose 10 pounds in 90 days. My intention is to do this. My intention is for a healthy body. Mm-hmm. My intention is to stop my drinking. It, it's much more powerful. Yes, I agree. I agree. And after we do that, we have to start to really pay attention to what we are thinking. There's been so much written about the power of thoughts and the law of attraction. And it is so true that what we focus on and what we think about is ultimately what we attract into our experience. Yes. And women will say, I I want a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Why can't I get a boyfriend? Mm -hmm. Why can't I get a boy? There you go. Listen to those words. Right. Mm -hmm. So we really have to think about what we're thinking and how we're saying it so that we can reconstruct those words so that they attract what we want. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that that's all about how our attitude flows out towards others every day, all day long, depending on what we're speaking and thinking. And I know that you have used this in your own life and in your own journey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that you've done some very powerful changes in your own life. Yes, yes. And so I can definitely, everything you're saying resonates with my own healing process and my own life changes. Yeah. And I'm just, I love how you put it all together because I think sometimes that people are desperate to hear the answers, but there's so much information out there we need keys and tips and perhaps a book like yours that will spell it out very clearly and succinctly so that it's not that difficult to have this healing and life change. And I want to ask you before you talk a bit more about the book, was there something, one particular thing or some support system or or some sort of help you got to help with the alcoholism? Absolutely, yes. If you have an addiction that's out of control, probably are going to need some medical attention and evaluation. Okay. I was very fortunate. I just jumped in both feet to an AA meeting. And the first one I went to, I was intoxicated. Oh, wow. I know. Mm-hmm. And, but I went back the next day and then the next day and the next day. And I started to see people that were just like me. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I felt comfortable with a group of people in my life. That's what did it for me. Mm-hmm. Because I never felt comfortable socially or wherever I was. Mm-hmm. And here were these people that all were familiar with what I was suffering from. Right. And they had and were in the process of changing their lives and transforming their lives. And it was very comforting to have that understanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense, and I think that's a 
key thing to point out to our listeners is that we often feel, especially in the midst of our despair, very alone and like no one else could possibly get what we're going through or how we feel. But in fact, there are many people who have gone through something similar or the very exact same thing that we have. And those are the people that we can hopefully connect with and learn from and grow and heal with. And that's a perfect example of, of explaining how that process works because, as you said, you feel allowed, you feel a part of, you feel welcomed in a sense, and that's all part of the process of feeling better about you. I knew that these people were not judging me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that was huge for me. Yes. And today, there are so many resources available. You can go online, and if you have a particular issue, mm-hmm. you can Google it, and you can find all kinds of material, That's right. all kinds of meetings, all kinds of support groups for just about anything now. So it's wonderful. Yes. There, there, there is support out there with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, it's, and, you know, I highly recommend you that. But if you've got an addiction to a substance, you've got, you know, maybe get medical attention. You can't sometimes just stop you could shock your body so my number one recommendation please get medical attention first good idea good recommendation not be ignored yes I love that you're sharing that thank you so much so let's talk a little bit about some of your successes during the years since you found healing and you've been moving forward you became very successful in real estate you're a writer and a coach and a speaker. Can you share with the audience how some of that came about as far as finding your passion and doing all that and then having the ability to educate your mind about that and go forward and have the motivation and the self-esteem needed to do all those things? Well, the final phase of what I write about in Alpha Trick, the fifth step is what I call it, is healing and helping. So once you've done all these other things and now you're healing Mm -hmm. and you know it, you've got a different flow of energy in that body. And, you know, you're, you're working off the same energy that sustains the universe at this point. You, you're connected Mm -hmm. to your authentic voice, to who you are. To keep that power, to keep that wonderful flow of energy, you need to give it away. You Mm. need to turn to others and start to teach others what you know and what you've learned. It empowers you more. It makes you even more insightful and smarter. And you continue to heal and grow. It's just such an amazing process to circulate that knowledge that you now have. Mm -hmm. And that's where I am in my life. That's what has motivated me. I realized I learned an awful lot through my suffering. Mm -hmm. I realized I needed to write that book that I could simplify this process so that women could embrace it. Mm-hmm. A lot of the material out there is very complex to read. It can get a little wordy. You can kind of get bogged down. Yes. I think the process in Alpha Trick is so simple, so doable, and so powerful that there's really no one that won't understand it and want to try it. I mean, it's just easy. Mm-hmm. I have used that motivation now to help others and teach others in my business, in my real estate, to help people in 
buying and selling homes, to surpass their expectations in the experience, to make it joyful and wonderful for them. And in the same thing with the women that have worked with me in real estate, to help them build careers and become very proficient and financially solvent in what they're doing, be, you know, to be financially independent. I think that's very important for women. It makes them feel better. Mm-hmm. They're better contributors to society when they feel that they can provide for themselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree with that. And I love some of the other things that I've read about you. You actually started a school abroad and you teach children, have children taught there. You have a wonderful marriage. You've just done amazing things. And I think all those things are critical to point out to the listeners that you had to come from a place of great sorrow and suffering that evolved into living your life dreams. Is that right? Absolutely. And I live a life. I have everything I could possibly want. I can't think of anything today that I do not have that I would want in life. And any woman can do this. Mm-hmm. If I can do it, they can do it. Mm-hmm. You can attract what you want into your life. You just have to develop the clarity of, of what it is you're looking for. Right. That and makes then, a lot of sense. Attract, yeah. I mean, I didn't create miracles. I brought things into my life that I wanted. I worked for them. I, I was very conscious of my intentions and, and how I thought. And, and these things came into my life because I started to love myself. Mm-hmm. I had good self-esteem. I had confidence. Self-love is the root of everything for women. Yes, I agree. And in order to have successful relationships, have a good marriage or a partner, you have to start with yourself. The most important relationship that we have in life is with ourselves. And once we learn to love ourselves unconditionally, the whole world opens up to us. I agree. Great thought to share. I do want to ask you, though, because I, I totally get what you're saying, and I think that that's where everything blossoms is from that self-love at our core. What do you do with those moments throughout your life, which I'm sure you might you still have them as you go on and live this great life, and there's nothing you could possibly want for? Are there times when you have some discouragement or feel a little bit down? And if so, what do you do about that? Because that sometimes those things can then snowball into something uncontrollable yes. and take us out of that happy place that we've worked so hard to get to. I'm not claiming that life is a bowl of cherries. Life is going to present more lessons that I need to learn from. I'm going to be given challenges to the day I die. And how I choose to handle these challenges will be how successful I will be at staying on my course. And I've been challenged many times when I was writing the book and um, had difficult choices to make. But because I use a process to work through my disappointments, my challenges, I work through them now with a different level of consciousness than I did previously. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to a different voice now. I have a higher level of guidance mm-hmm. and awareness that helps me to get through these things. So I, I, I don't break out and respond or react, I should say react, right. out of control. 
Mm. I process now. I think about these things mm-hmm. from the heart, mm-hmm. not from the ego. The ego is a vicious little voice that we walk around with, and our ego is the one that pushes the buttons on how we like to react. I've learned to process from my heart, to think things through, to look at what am I to learn from this, and how can I step forward from this situation with grace and balance and continue on my path of living in my light mm-hmm. and not be knocked off. I love that. Thank you for sharing. I think that's something that everyone needs to hear, and I certainly appreciate that you mentioned that you go through challenges and struggles, that life is a journey of learning from challenges and struggles. It's never going to be perfect while we can invite in and set our intention for the best life possible and for all our dreams to come true, life happens. And there's things that are definitely out of our control. So I love that you shared how you deal with those challenges as they come. And I think part of the key in that, and that's something that I teach others also, is just to be very aware of what's happening in the moment. Because if we're not catching that right then, things seem to pile up and then we end up reacting to things that we should have had a better handle on if we looked at them individually. Normally what we do when we respond to things, we're usually responding from an old tape, Mm -hmm. from an old situation, from an old wound. But if you don't have those anymore in your toolbox, Mm -hmm. if you let those things go, you're going to respond differently when you're challenged. I mean, I'm in the real estate business, and everybody knows where real estate is right now. Mm -hmm. So my business is, you know, one-third, one-fourth of what it used to be. Mm -hmm. But every day I show up to be the very best I can be that day for my clients Mm -hmm. and do the very best I can do for them at this given moment. Mm -hmm. This is a worldwide economic slap on the hand because things got out of control financially worldwide and and people just didn't really appreciate money anymore. They spent it like it was water. So we're all being given a correction. And you know what? I I show up, I do the best I can, and I go to bed feeling peaceful. I do the best I could in difficult situations. That's all I can do, the best I could do. Yes. Awesome tips you've shared today. I'm sure we could talk for hours about all that you've learned in the book. Where would others find out more about you and the things you're doing and get a copy of their book? Thank you for asking that. All they have to do is go to alphachick.com. Everything is right there. I want women to give themselves a gift of self-love. They deserve it. I agree with that. Again, as I mentioned earlier, Mal has donated a copy of the book to Your Story Matters. And if you comment at the interview on yourstorymatters.net, you will automatically be entered to win. Mal, thank you so much for your time today, for sharing a part of your story, and for talking about your book, Alpha Chick, Five Steps Moving from Pain to Power. Thank you, Angela. I really appreciate the opportunity to share this time with you. You're very welcome.